Do you ever wish when you were starting someplace that you just could end at the place you want to end up at? Like, have you ever gone to the gym just wishing that you had the perfect gym body the second you walked into the door? Or do you ever wished you were just done with something even before you began it? I remember that with master's school. I remember I wish I had my master's done before I even started it. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a really complex topic because I don't even know exactly how to talk to you about it because I'm still getting my brain around it. But it's the idea that in order to get to the place you want to go, you're going to have to start at the place that you probably least want to be, especially given that you're hoping to get to the place that you want to end up at. So what does this look like? Well, I'm going to give you two different examples of how this looks and then how this works. And then lastly, I'm going to talk about how we need to understand this concept and idea when we come to working with other folks or when we're trying to be inclusive activists ourselves. So first thing is understanding there's like binaries or spectrums to things is really important because It takes some of the thing that you're not to get to the place that you want to go. So with that, right? So if we want to be strong, how do we start to be strong? And then people go, well, we work out, right? Of course, right? We work out. Of course we work out, right? When we start working out, are we going to feel strong? Probably not. You're not going to go and immediately have this overwhelming sense of strength at the beginning of your workout session. You're not gonna just walk in and be like, whoa, I'm so strong. You're probably gonna be overwhelmed with feelings of weakness or how you're completely out of shape and just how difficult this whole process is. And it's hard because like, when you experience and feel that weakness, you're not gonna wanna keep going. Because what you're experiencing is the antithesis of the thing that you're hoping to get to. So when you're at the gym and you're feeling weak and you're struggling and you're having like the worst time, you are reveling in weakness. But it takes going through that period of weakness to get to strength. It takes going through that period of I can't breathe, my lungs are going to explode to develop a decent vital capacity to be able to say that you have a strong heart or to be able to say that you have wind capacity or to be able to say that you have cardio capacity, right? The beginning of something inherently always must start at the place you least most want to be. And that is just part of the deal. It's not something you can speed through. It's not something something you can just get past incredibly easily. It starts at the place you least want to be because that's the place things start. That's the beginning of the spectrum towards whatever. So let's look at this in another way, right? So let's say you want to be knowledgeable or you want to be intelligent. To start to become knowledgeable or to start to become intelligent, you've got to first start at ignorant. Now, who wants to start anything at ignorant? That sounds terrible. Like, oh, let's start with what I don't know. Let's start with my ignorance on this topic. Like, 
that's not something I think you want to have to embrace. If you're wanting to be knowledgeable, if you want to know things, if you want to be smart about stuff, you have to start with the fact that there's a lot about this thing you don't know. And beginning at the place of, I don't know, and I have to be willing to learn, is the beginning of getting on the path to knowledge and understanding. And I don't know if you're like, this makes sense, or if you're like, wait a minute, I never really thought about this way. I think I was at, I didn't really think about things this way, because I'd never really considered this thought or idea before. It's understanding that the beginning of a place you want to go is the last place you want to be, but you have to be comfortable in that place of, I don't want to be here, because this this is the beginning of your own becoming. This is the beginning of your own path of getting there. Uh, It's understanding inherently every journey starts in the space of, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, and I definitely don't want to feel or experience this thing, but I got to be here for a long time. When you begin to do cardio, you're going to begin at a place of pain and suffering and uncomfort for a long time because that's what it takes to get to the place you want to go. When you want to be strong, you got to start at weak. You got to like work through weak. You got to deal with weak. You got to make friends with weak. You got to understand weak is part of that deal. Weak is part of that path. Weak is part of that process. If you're not willing to suffer through or deal with the weak, then you're never going to get to the strong because that's what it takes. The start of something sometimes begins at the last place you want to be. I think another great example of this is, you know, with relationships, right? So say you want to be in a relationship. Where do you got to start to be in a relationship? We got to be alone first. You got to be alone and by yourself. And you don't want to be alone and you don't want to be by yourself because that's uncomfortable because that's terrible because you want to be with somebody. But the problem is you can't be with somebody Tell you've been alone enough to be happy with an alone you. So once you're happy with being with an alone you, then someone can potentially see the value in a you. But until you're 100% happy with you, till you're really comfortable with you, you might be able to fake people into being around you. You might be able to think of like some really interesting pickup lines that maybe people buy for a short period of time. But again, until you're really comfortable with you, then it's going to be hard for someone to be with you because you aren't a full and a complete and singular you yet. So alone is the beginning of a place of relationship. We all start at the space that we don't want to be. And it's funny because I think people don't start because they so wish they were in the place that they ended up at. But until you understand, you start at the place you don't want to be and you got to be okay in being in that place you don't want to be. Once you're okay in being that place you don't want to be, then you can work through and grow to the place that maybe you can be with somebody else. But it takes the time. 
It takes the work. It takes the effort to move from one end of a spectrum to another part of the spectrum. And what's weird is we need the thing that that we didn't want to be at. We need a little bit of that feeling, a little bit of that thing, always, to push us further in the direction that we want to go. And you're like, okay, all right, Rowdy, that one's a complicated one. Walk me through that one. All right. So say we're already getting stronger, right? We're strong. Now we want to get stronger. What will it take to get to stronger? It will take loading up more weight till we feel weak again to get stronger. Say our cardio is pretty good, but we want to like really push ourselves to the upper level of cardio. What are we going to have to do? Harder cardio. Harder cardio takes us back to that first feeling of I can't breathe, I can't do this again, right? It's along that continuum and it's a piece of what we need to push us to the thing that we hope to have more of. But you're never going to be completely rid of that starting off space. You're never going to be completely rid of that starting off feeling. Because to be completely rid of that one end of the spectrum means to be off all ends of all parts of that spectrum. You have to use a little bit of that thing that first got you there, right? In order to be in a good functioning relationship, you need to be a good individual first. In order to be a good individual first, you need to be able to deal with the inner work that it takes to be in a couple, in a partnership, in a relationship with somebody else. You need that thing first. Otherwise, you'll never be an, an, an interdependent relationship where both people can really truly trust and rely on each other because you're both individual people that are bringing a whole independent self to an interdependent relationship. And I'm like, I'm sure at this point you're like, what even is this? And what are you talking about? And what does this have to do with inclusive activism? Well, I tell you this because you think and feel like you understand things pretty well. You feel pretty woke about stuff. You feel pretty knowledgeable about some of the things that we talk about on a day-to-day basis, right? And this knowledge of your own systemic racism patterns, your knowledge of your own systemic sexism patterns, your knowledge of your own systemic classism patterns like brings you into a space of pretty good knowledge and it also moves you to want to be in community a little bit more. But we're never completely woke. We're never completely fully realized. We're never we're never at the place we want to end up yet. Because there's always more to learn. And we have to remember how hard it was the first time somebody came at us and they said you know what? You do racist things because systemic racism means that you perpetuate systemic racism. You perform and do whiteness in a certain way, and you and doing and performing whiteness in a certain way perpetuates rightness and perpetuates the problem. You want to be rich too, which means you perpetuate classist norms, classist things. We never can forget where we started 
especially if we ever want to be effective in helping someone understand where they're starting and hopefully maybe persuading them to join us on a journey of learning. And remember, you're not better than them. You're just in a different place than them. You've done different work than them. It's funny because uh, I've probably told this story a million times, and I'm going to keep telling it because I love this story. But me and my friend Eric, we used to work out at the gym, and we would never look up to the big, tough, strong dudes. We never looked at those guys and were like, dang, those guys are awesome. We looked at the people that came in the first time who clearly didn't feel super comfortable at the gym, and they were working and grinding and putting in effort and putting in work to become the person they wanted to be. Like they were putting in the work. They were putting in the effort. And man, we always admired the effort. Because maintaining doesn't take much. Pushing to change takes a ton of effort. And people will fight and kick and scratch and like not want to understand the things and ideas that we're trying to tell them. Because it's easier to not know. It's always going to be easier to relax into your privilege than it is going to be to try to be an inclusive activist that fights for community. But we get impatient with other people when they're not at the places we already are. Forgetting how patient someone was with us, how much time they took with us, how, how patient they were in attempting to develop us and find a way for us to move forward. And see, it's that thing that becomes problematic because that idea gets in the way of us being able to really make a significant impact. Remember, we all start off at the space that we don't want to be. And we got to be okay with being in that space if we really want to move to change because that's what it takes. So with that, let's check in on my activism. It's been a long time since I've podcasted. I did a discussion with my friend Amanda Jean at Grand Canyon University for a class on privilege, talking about Native American students and what do we need to know to best serve Native American students and how could they be the best selves to help with some of those things. Uh, let's see, what else have I been doing? I did a Frank Talks for a bunch of librarians talking about what is diversity, equity, and inclusion and how they could use diversity, equity, and inclusion to make their places and spaces happier places and spaces for people that utilize their services. And I was really, really happy to be able to do that one because that meant a lot to me. My mom needed a, the library quite a bit when she was younger, and the fact that I was able to have and make space for that was also really important. I also finished my second TEDx at Phoenix College, which was quite the accomplishment. That was a ton of work, and it is something that uh, took a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of stress. Uh, I would say I would have got more gray hairs, but at the end of the day, I really didn't get more gray hairs, like, because um, I'm bald. So that's the only reason I don't have more gray hairs on that thing. Uh, I helped doing an adjunct training at... Um, Phoenix College to help our adjuncts become better adjuncts. I helped with Anytown staff selections on the 1st of March for a few hours, and that was nice. I thought I was going to have a nonviolence meeting, but that got rescheduled. And then I also went and did some service at Andre House with some of my students and then uh, got ready for a healing racism event that got canceled. So 
that's kind of what was happening with that. As far as self-care, self-care has been a place that I've been spending a lot of like time and effort with. Um, uh, my friends, uh, Dave Goss and his partner, Don, allowed us to use their cabin up in Prescott, which was a wonderful, wonderful respite. We needed that break like nobody's business. And we didn't get to hike as much as we would have liked of, but we also felt like that was God's way of telling us we just need to take a break. We just need to rest. So there was a lot of rain, a lot of rainy days, uh, a lot of good food, uh, some too much good food <laughs> at times because maybe the food wasn't as good as it could have been. Not that it was bad. It was just not good for us. Um, but a lot of rest over spring break, which has been wonderful. Uh, and then outside of that, next week, we're going to try to figure out what we're going to do about this whole COVID-19 thing and how we're going to manage this whole coronavirus deer deal. So that'll be interesting. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of like what we've been looking at. So with that, um, I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I've been thinking about this idea for a long time and, uh, wanted to keep this podcast a little bit on the shorter side. We don't need to take forever to explain all thoughts and ideas to you, but this whole idea of the beginning of something is sometimes the place that you least want to be, but yet that it takes being very comfortable in being in that space is something that I thought was going to be helpful for you. And so with that, if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so with my email address at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M at cox.net. Uh, right now, we don't have the voicemail number up. No one was really calling it, and I didn't know how to log into it. And so because it wasn't getting any action, Google took it away from me. So right now, I don't have a Google voicemail line because I wasn't getting vo Google voicemails anyway. So that's not part of what we're doing at this point in time. However, if you think the Google voicemail line is something that's important, is something that I should do, then email me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net and let me know. Because right now we took it away because we think that... Um, and then it's not really helping. Nobody's really getting a hold of it. So that's what's going on with that. So with that... Take care of each yourself, but then really take care of some other people right now. I'm seeing some really, really problematic individualistic behaviors, and I do think the social just distancing thing is a good idea, but it doesn't mean that we can't reach out and text people that we love and care about. It doesn't mean that we can't reach out and email some people that we love and care about. It doesn't mean we can't do something to make a difference for folks. And I really think that we should consider doing something for these other folks right now because there's a lot of people that are having to be shut-ins because it's not safe for them to get out and about. So think about your your more vulnerable people. Reach out, see what you can do to help them. Uh, see what we can do to reach out and make a difference for them because when we make a difference for others, it also makes a difference for us and it allows us to be happier, better, more full people. And with that, I want to say peace and love. Stay safe, look out for the people next to you, and take care of one another.